0: From Los Angeles, California, we all here at A Word Before We Leave welcome you back. I'm Brett Gaffney. Have you ever found yourself set on a choice, a path, a calling towards ambition, career, and growth? Well, today's guest, Casey Gardner, shares that fascinating journey and process that she's gone through to create brilliant strides early in her career as an actor. From childhood to growing up at a performance-focused high school to discovering patience with herself and others, Casey has... A uniquely profound perspective that I think we can all learn from. So stick around to hear Casey share a word before we leave. Need an acting reel? Real Acting Reels is a full-service acting reel production company. Book with Real Acting Reels to get your dream reel and start getting dream roles. DM Real Acting Reels on Instagram and use promo code Gaffney. That's B-R-E-T-T space G-A-F-F-N-E-Y for 10% off your package. Real Acting Reels. Acting made simple.
1: My name is Casey Gardner, and this is A Word Before We Leave.
0: And I am Brett Gaffney. Welcome back, everybody. So we're going to start right off with the interview. I'm going to do Word of the Day. This is the first segment (laughs) of the show. Everybody knows that. Let's do it. So this is brought to you by Merriam-Webster Dictionary, not sponsored yet. And the word is adumbrate, uh, A-D-U-M-B-R-A-T-E. Adumbrate is a formal verb with several meanings that all have to do with figurative shadows. It can mean to foreshadow vaguely, as in a childhood interest in ants that adumbrated a career in biology. It can also mean to suggest or outline partially, as in a few sentences that adumbrate the plan. And it can mean to overshadow or obscure, as in a cheerfulness not adumbrated by difficult circumstances. And they provide three different sentences uh, I'm just going to read the top one, and then you'll come up with a sentence, and then I'll oh come up gosh. with a sentence. Okay, so this is the one they provide. They say, the movie's most impressive feat was to pull off a plot twist perfectly adumbrated by one rather forgettable scene. Now it's Ooh. your turn.
1: Ooh. This is a big word. <laughs> it is a,
0: It is a big word.
1: Um... When I was describing my day to my mother or to Brett, I adumbrated very eloquently.
0: Oh, very nice. Yeah. And my sentence will be... Guardians of the Galaxy 3, spoiler free, adumbrated a certain pivotal moment in the growth of a character at at the start of the movie and then connected it at the end of the movie. Ooh, that was a great movie. I don't want to spoil it cuz there's people out there that would be like, what are you doing? <laughs> it
1: was sad. That it movie was, was so, so sad. sad.
0: Why was it so sad? It was so sad. It, it do you um it felt like Radiohead's albums. Like I felt mm, like guardians mm-hmm. of the Galaxy got um like one of Radiohead's first ad- albums being like uh the first one I connect to Radiohead's uh The Bends. Mm-hmm. The second one Guardians 2. Mm. I connect to OK Computer. Mm-hmm. And then the third one, which I think is Radiohead's saddest album in Rainbows, is what I connect to Guardians Interesting. 3. Interesting. Yeah. But that's just like uh, me associating yeah, no, other that's art cool. with other art.
1: Yeah. I, it was it was intense i
0: was like no, I ready was like, to laugh and i, I was, was crying. like
1: crying. <laughs> yeah, yeah the whole time i had like a tear going down yeah, my face and i was yeah. like this is so sad so shout out to everyone go check out guardians of the galaxy if you want to cry <laughs> uh, yeah if
0: you're, if you're feeling down bad right now guardians three might be the movie for might you. be the movie might be you, the one you don't even need to see the rest of the marvel movies no. so this is one where you can just dive in
1: yeah and you'll cry yeah, yeah. you will probably cry mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i
0: mean if you know the characters you might cry harder yeah so casey yes I know you, but the audience might not. Would you like to just explain who you are uh, in a quick little paragraph? For sure. I'm going to just start picking your brain.
1: Awesome. Um, My name is Casey Gardner. I'm originally from Kansas City, where Brett and I both went to late the East High School.
0: Uh, Go Hawks. Go
1: Hawks. Shout out Hawks. Let the hawk fly. Let the hawk fly. Um, Yeah, I was born and raised there, so I spent my whole life, it feels like, majority of my life growing up in Kansas. Um, both my parents are not from there, but they both lived there. And yeah, from an early age, I just kind of discovered acting, fell in love with acting, started doing it in middle school, and then decided, oh, I can actually do this for a career. Um, went to USC, got an acting degree, and then here I am doing it in the big world, in the real world.
0: So what sparked your interest as a... Wanting to be an actor as a kid. Mm.
1: Um, well, I remember the first time I auditioned for something. It was in middle school and I was sick. And I know you know Cyrus Hers for the people that I do know don't Cyrus know Hers. Cyrus Hers. Cyrus Hers was also at that audition. I love Cyrus yes. Hers. Yes. Um, we were at California Trail Middle School and I remember seeing the auditions posted and I had strep throat. Oh my gosh. And I was like I have to make the audition. I showed up to the audition and I got like a part in the play even though I was sick. I could what barely speak. CT? Yeah. Nice. Um and from then on, I don't know, something in it clicked. I w- was an only child and I think that from an early age I felt like acting was a way for me to like understand all of these big emotions that I didn't have words for, um and a vocabulary for. And it just like made me feel so much joy. Um, and yeah, I don't know. That's kind of like how I started. Um, and then from there I was very fortunate to
0: go to schools that had insane art programs. Yeah. I don't know how we, we both of us went to the same high school. Both of us were given a lot of opportunity to Perform, create, do musical theater, mm-hmm. do regular theater. Mm-hmm. Even the video announcements was something I was, like, excited to see when I was yeah. going to school there.
1: Yeah, I think we were, like, it was a performing arts high school. But it wasn't. But it wasn't. Which, but it was. But it was. Like, yeah. we didn't have to pay for it, but it yeah. was, you know?
0: It was, what do they call the, the like, a focus school? What were yeah, they to call that? exactly, yeah.
1: exactly. So I think doing that and also being involved in, like, choir and all of these artistic things really honed, not only a love, I think, for the craft, but just like a diligence for it, and like really just wanting to take it seriously from a really young age, yeah. and then being fortunate enough to have like enough people and community around me that were also super passionate about it. It was really
0: special, I think. It was also really competitive. It
1: was also super competitive, so it felt real, you it know. Did,
0: it felt it felt super real yeah. because there was drama that would be outside of the auditions, mm-hmm. and people would be like, "So, what role did you get?" People would be talking about. The high school mu- like musical cast yeah at like young life club or dinner yeah. parties yeah or like you'd be getting a ride from a friend and be like so uh the cast list is out what'd you get yeah
1: exactly exactly it felt like the real deal yeah um yeah i think it was which we couldn't it was kind of scary sometimes i it, it totally. caused a lot of anxiety Same. i think but i think in terms of just thinking that it was like a real professional thing Going to Olathe the east, having those opportunities helped a lot.
0: So, what was the dream role that you always wanted to play oh. growing up?
1: <laughs> that I always wanted to play growing up,
0: and it can be theater or movies; it doesn't matter.
1: Hmm. I think there's two. I think the first one was Aquila from Aquila and the Bee. Yeah. Um, I think that was the first like young woman that I saw in a movie that looked like me, and I was like, "Whoa, this isn't just." White people i was like whoa this is like can be me yeah and it can be young versions of me it doesn't have to be an adult um i think that was the first one um and then i think the second one i was always very salty about not being the uh lead in catch me if you can the musical
0: i didn't even get cast in that <laughs> i auditioned for that show and the list came out and everybody that like auditioned with me was like parker davy yeah Richards, oh my and Jacob gosh Thomas. they're all like we're getting in and uh-huh. i was like me too <laughs> Zed Umar is like, he comes to me next. Like, so he goes, "Castles is out, pulls it up in front of me. And he goes, oh, oh. Oh, no. And I'm like, what? And he's like, you didn't make it. Oh, no. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, but. But.
1: I was the understudy to the lead, but I think I so desperately wanted that.
0: And you were a sophomore at the time?
1: I was a sophomore at the time. But it was great. It was a great experience. And, you know, we had like a matinee or something. Mm-hmm. So it was like my first taste of like what it means to be a, not just a background person. But to
0: like say lines in yeah. front of an audience and people be like, that's
1: Casey. Yeah. And also, uh, oh my God, I'm going to forget her name. From Lemez, the one that dies. What
0: is her name? I haven't seen Les Mis.
1: I have to look the it up. The whole audience
0: is going to chastise me for saying that. Oh,
1: my God. I have I've to. I've seen
0: the Liam Neeson non-musical movie version. That's it. Wow. I, I know. It's, wow. bad. it's
1: bad. I have to look it up because I have to know her name because I am blanking. But I think that character, I, I was a very, I'm Pisces, so I'm like very emotional. So I related to her. I was like that. Nice. Eponine. Eponine.
0: Eponine. Yes, uh, shout out to anybody that's doing a reboot of Les Mis. Casey could be your Eponine. I could be your
1: Eponine. I love Les Mis. Somebody's so listening to me. this,
0: being like, "Please, who's Who Casey? <laughs> I gotta find her. <laughs> cast me.
1: Yeah,
0: cast me. <laughs> mm-hmm. I can be a background guy. Hey, I'm fine with that. You
1: could be Russell Crowe. Whoa! In in Les Mis, he, he sing talks, sings. He talks, sings. Oh, I could totally yeah, do that. There you go. I could totally there you do go. that.
0: So, what? Is your favorite movie and
1: mm-hmm. why? Oh my god, my favorite movie. Easy. It's not a very cinematic film, but I think it was the first movie that I watched that had a lot of sentimental value for me. Jurassic Park. Really? Jurassic Park.
0: Like the OG nineties. The you know, OG original. Steven, Steven Spielberg.
1: Jurassic Park. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What? Why? Okay. First of all, I think my, my dad and I always like bonded over films. It yeah. was like the first movie I remember watching on. He had this huge TV. Like, like 72, 80 Yeah, inches. like huge TV, like big fat TV, not, yeah. a, not a flat screen.
0: No, it was like on wheels. Standing exactly. up in yeah. like a big box. Exactly. Yeah, we had and
1: one of those. And yeah, we um, watched Jurassic Park. And I remember being like, I was obsessed with science and kind of the whole, I don't know, dinosaurs and just like the idea of something big out there existing that was like bigger than me and then I think seeing it on screen and like it being so real when I was a kid I was like whoa this is like what movies can do like you can create something that is just larger than life and make it seem real and I think that was like the first film that I fell in love with I fell in love with you know the the all the intensity of it the emotions of it but also I was like, this is larger than life, like literally. Magical. Yeah, it was.
0: What was your favorite dinosaur?
1: Uh, I like the T Rex. Classic. I like the T Rex scene where he's on the porta potty, and the T Rex like pulls the porta potty off, and he's just, he's just sitting there. there. Just like, oh. That's
0: a great scene. That is a great scene. It's, great it's like scene. raining. It's very yeah. really dark outside. <laughs> yeah. He just got like Velociraptor mm-hmm. fans mm-hmm. spit in the face. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So great. it's a great movie. Oh, that's the, he's in Seinfeld as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So, Casey, are you ready for another segment?
1: Oh, my God. I'm so ready. So, this is
0: a classic segment. It's called Wordplay, and we're going to talk over each other. That's the point of the game. So, I'm going to think of a word, nothing in the room. Mm -hmm. You're going to think of the word, nothing in the room. I'll count us down, and then we want to get to the same word Ah. without explaining it, and we can't repeat words. Okay. So, I'll give you a second to think of something random that comes to your head, and then I'm going to think of one, two, and then... Just give me the nod and I'll count us down. Three, two, one. Banana. Banana and cloud. Three, two, one. Rain. Jungle. Jungle and rain. Three, two, one. Forest. Forest. Oh, oh, there we go. There, there we go. go. That was a nice and <laughs> that was quick easy. one. Sometimes it go. me and Emily Shakai did it and it went on for like.
1: Like a long time. Like <laughs> five
0: minutes. But I've also had one, some from like season one where we do it twice mm-hmm. because it was like one, two, one, yeah. two. Yeah. Yeah. You want to do it one more time?
1: Yeah, let's do it again.
0: Okay. Oh my gosh. Nothing in the room. Okay. Got it. Three, two, one, Pencil? rattlesnake. Pencil mm-hmm. and rattlesnake.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Three, two, one, cobra. Long, Long <laughs> and cobra. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. Three, two, one, python. Anaconda. <laughs> Anaconda and Python. Mm-hmm. Three, two, one, Gr- reptile. <laughs> So we got and a reptile. <laughs> okay, three, two, one. T. Crocodile. Oh, oh. Three, two, one. Dinosaur. Dinosaur. Yeah. Okay, okay. All right. Okay, okay, that okay, yeah. yeah, I yeah, got yeah. It. Okay. Okay. So now the next question. Okay. So you're currently a actress in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. That's so
1: crazy to me Every time anyone says that I'm like bro That's insane But it is It's 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 true true. But it's like whoa
0: What What's like the hardest part About Mm. being an actress for you In Los Angeles uh, At this current day
1: Yeah I think The hardest part Is Community Um, I think It's very This career Is very much like You Centric It's like you know kind of mastering yourself and in that process i think it's kind of hard to feel like you can find people that are like that no, no one has to be an actor to be your friend but to feel like people that can relate to that journey
0: understand that you're also your own business yeah and you have to market yourself mm-hmm. as your product mm-hmm. and that sometimes the public eye has a public eye has a bit more focus on you at times outside of the job.
1: Exactly, exactly. And I think there's so much that goes into even just like doing an audition, you know? It's it's like there's so much you have to find within yourself that you have to connect to. There's so much work, and it's great work, it's exciting work, but I think that sometimes the process can be a little lonely, especially when you come from something where you're acting all the time, like in school you're acting, even going to USC. You're acting all the time. You're with people all the time that are in the exact same stages of that life as you. And then when you graduate, you know, it's like everyone is is still acting, but in their whole life is completely different. A lot of stuff gets in the way. So I think it's, I think the challenge for me right now has been being satisfied in community and finding that and also being satisfied with myself and knowing that that's enough too, yeah.
0: So what are some ways that you try to find community?
1: yeah I think it's like hanging out with friends. I don't know. I'm a Pisces once again. Shout out to the Pisces out there. Shout out, shout out um, we are very <laughs> self isolating creatures, so I have to like force myself i think sometimes to put myself out there and like yeah. find opportunities and classes and ways to connect and to feel like i'm it's not just always about the career and the acting. it's like also just taking care of basic community and friendship and needs that I have you know yourself yeah exactly
0: yeah so what would you say to somebody that maybe wants to (sighs) go into acting or go into a career that uh, they feel like maybe they're held back from
1: hmm I think it's a lot more accessible than you realize I think what I've realized is like no one Everyone's going to say some, can I cuss on this? Yeah. Okay. Everyone's going to say some crazy shit to you. Like, especially being in LA, everyone's like, oh, you're an actor. I had my boss the other day ask me, how long was I going to keep acting until I quit? Until I, like, how long would I keep going until I gave it up and did something else? And
0: you told him that you would rather quit his job before you quit acting? And I was like,
1: I was like, What? I just didn't engage in the conversation. I was like, what do you even mean by that? And so I think for a lot of people, it is something that's a dream. And I think it can feel like that if you are just starting out, it's this dream, you know? And I think that's why sometimes it's so crazy to me that I'm even here doing it. And I think it just takes a decision in you, knowing that no matter what anyone tells you, you're an actor. And so much of it, so little of it is... Doing the job so little of it is like Being on set and working it doesn't take You doing that to be an actor you know
0: Yeah yeah that's so well Said mm-hmm. like that resonates with Me yeah. but I'm also an actor so yeah I, I get it
1: yeah I mean there's so little uh, well, I, I can't remember who said it but Someone On some podcast or something someone famous Said something about how Only 10% of the job is Working you know on set like 90% of the job is Reading the script doing the work Um, prepping and hair and makeup like 10% of your day really is it's them adjusting the cameras 10% of the day is you acting with Mm -hmm. another person so I think it's really truly at the end of the day a decision and knowing that there's a lot of people that are not going to believe in you and that's okay that's their own fear and their own limited beliefs just takes you deciding and that should be enough you know.
0: Do you have any part of your daily routine that you use just to keep you in that headspace?
1: Yeah, uh, I've been going on a lot of hot girl walks. Shout out to the girlies that do the hot girl walks. I used to like go to the gym all the time and try and lift weights. That's, and that's what I'm doing yeah. right now, but it works. Hey, it works. It worked for me for a long time and now I hate
0: it. So that's fair. It's now, n- I mean, we come in seasons. You
1: come in seasons, you come in seasons. And now I'm like, I want something that in the morning, I mean, I went on a walk before we did this podcast. And, uh Yeah, I walked kind of down I live on Los Feliz Boulevard For anyone that knows where that is So I just walked down the boulevard yeah. Towards the park and then back
0: Saw a big old rattlesnake the other day there Really? Yeah, it was huge It was coming right at me Oh my god I just started running
1: I saw a mountain lion the other day Oh my god Yeah, not like, to detour this conversation But yeah,
0: I saw Holy cow The
1: mountain lion XP3 or whoever That they ended up putting down Like in California You saw that one? I saw that one It was a big it was huge. I was so scared. I was leaving what'd you, what'd you set do? and I almost, I was driving down around Griffith Park on the other end by myself and I saw this huge, I stopped. I saw him, this huge cat, just, just like walk across the street. I was like, I don't know if that, if I really, that happened or if I dreamed it. Um, And there's no cars on the road. There was one other car that saw like the end of him walking and stopped also. And then I went about my day.
0: Well, at least you were inside a car. Yeah. Because then you could just, drive away. my French flip a bit, yeah, Jesus. exactly. Turn around. Mm-hmm. It was terrifying. yeah, I would have been scared too. yeah, I was scared when I saw a little snakes, so. yeah.
1: I mean, though, California's got some wildlife. <laughs>
0: totally got some wildlife. yeah. <laughs> so
1: we were talking about something
0: <laughs> we were talking about um just like daily routine, oh,
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, just going on a walk, I think for me and also, I listen to a lot of podcasts. Yeah. I'm on a podcast, which is you're cool. on a podcast
0: on a podcast talking about
1: a podcast. talking about a podcast. Do you have any recommend for the yeah? For the One broke actress is a great podcast. I listen to that. That one's great. Very good. Backstage is great if you yeah. want more of like um, just actual actors talking about the process. So I think both of those help me in knowing that oh my god, I'm not alone, and someone else has done this and felt this same mm-hmm. thing. And I think that's a way. To feel inspired on days when I'm like, uh, I don't understand what any of it means. I think that's a way to recenter for me, for sure.
0: That's very good. Mm-hmm. That's great. Mm-hmm. Okay, are you ready for another segment? Yes, I am. <laughs> okay, so this is going to be called Words of Affirmation. Ooh. And we're going to compliment the listener four to five times. You'll do one and I'll ah. do one. Uh, I mean, obviously, we can't see them. Yeah. Just you can be as specific or general as you want. It's up to you. Mm-hmm. So... Shoot some compliments out.
1: Cool. Um, You are enough. Don't let anyone tell you differently. You know that inside of yourself.
0: Sometimes there's moments where you feel like life is really coming at you and you're not coming at life. It's okay to pause. You're doing okay. Take Mm. a deep breath and look at your feet on the ground. Look at your hands and know that right here in this moment, you will be fine.
1: Mm. You don't always have to be working towards something. Um, I think it's okay to just be. Um, There's days that are going to be bad and there's days that are going to be good. But it's also okay to just be a person and not have to force yourself to be or grow or do.
0: This is a reminder that other people love you as much as you love someone else, if not more.
1: Mm. Um. Call your mom. (laughs) Um, I think sometimes it's really easy to feel alone. And I think it's really scary to be honest when you feel that way. But I don't know. I find that whenever I call my mom, I always feel a little better. So call the people you love.
0: You make me smile Mm. when you listen to my podcast.
1: (laughs) You got a cute butt. If anyone hasn't told you that, it's true.
0: There's so many different cute butts it comes in many shapes and sizes yeah everyone has a cute butt everybody's got a cute everyone's butt. got a cute butt that's just a fact of mm-hmm, life mm-hmm.
1: and you've got a great body and ah. you don't need to change that because hey one day it's gonna be different and that's okay just like enjoy enjoy the ride
0: and this one is one of my favorites change is constant mm. and that's okay
1: mm. i like that
0: and now some questions yay Okay, so if you could ask advice from 80-year-old you... Oh, my God. What would you ask? Oh, my God. And it's not going to affect any space-time continuum. You're safe. Yeah. Timeline is safe.
1: Hmm. My professor kind of did an exercise like this in my senior year of college. This question reminds me very much of that. Um, what would I ask her? <clears throat> I think I want to know... What am I worrying about so much right now that has no effect on my life at 80 years old or that had no real big impact? What is like so big that I'm so concerned about that I just don't need to be?
0: What would you want her to say?
1: I'm sure she'd probably say, first of all, that I take myself way too seriously and that I need to chill out. Um, And I think she'd say it's... It's about the journey, like truly about the journey and about, you know, finding joy even if things don't go the way you planned because they're never going to, and that's okay.
0: That's good. Mm -hmm. That's a good word. What's been one of the harder moments uh, along your journey and how did you grow from it?
1: Hmm. I think I'm still kind of in... I guess maybe not in that hard of a moment but I guess coming out of it I think it's really hard being in your early 20s I mean I'm in my mid-20s now I guess but I'm not gonna say that um being in your early 20s <laughs> um, <laughs> I think that there I think there's so much expectation now on like arriving in our society I think You have to accomplish
0: success like immediately. Yeah,
1: you have to be there. You have to have already known. You have to have a million dollars. You have to be drop shipping. You have to like do all these things to be somewhere. Yeah. In reality, a lot of your 20s is kind of setting the table for, you know. The rest of your life. The rest of your life. And I think the hardest thing that I've experienced right now is just learning to be present. It's a lot of like wanting rushing to hoping to get somewhere but knowing that that place is like a long time away so I think that it's been really difficult I'm a very anxious person and so it's sometimes just and that's why I like to walk because it's just like okay I can just sit here and I can just focus on this and now and I don't have to be anywhere to Uh be successful I am successful because of just who I am and I have to know that
0: and success is coming as well. Yeah. It's not gonna. It's not an end point. Success isn't the goal. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Success just comes.
1: Exactly. And if you're not in a place where you're just okay with who you are and actually joyful with the life you've created for yourself, um, you're always going to be like, what's next? What's next? What's next? What's next? It's and like I, chasing something. Yeah, you're just always chasing. And so I think it's a matter of, Knowing that success is coming, being confident in that, and then just like being present with where you're where you're at, because that's not gonna. It's always gonna be the present, Mm -hmm. even when you get to the future, it's still gonna be the present.
0: So true, Mm -hmm. so true. Couldn't Mm -hmm. agree more. Yeah. What do you wish people said to you more? Mm. Mm. (laughs) Hmm. Um.
1: I think I struggle asking for what I need. I think more people, I wish more people were like, yeah, what do you need? Like, you good? What do you need? What do you need? Support, a hug sometimes. I don't know. I think it's easy to be, and I think also that goes into being a woman of color. I think it's like easy to feel like you have to put on um, a brave face a lot of the time. And you are told from birth, like, wow, you're so strong. You're so independent you're so all these things but it's like but sometimes I don't want to be that I just want to be myself and like Casey yeah and I want someone to ask me what I need you know so yeah
0: and what do you wish people told others more
1: Mm. I think I wish more people were active listeners first of all I think that like a lot of people kind of wait to talk rather than just like take it in. And I think more people told other people that I see you. Like, I don't know. I just like see you as like, a per- I see what you're doing. I see what you're going through. I see how hard you're working. I see all of it. Like you don't have to, I think that makes people feel safe.
0: And I think there's other ways to say I see you. Yeah. There's how a lot of ways. How would you say I see you outside of like a verbal confirmation?
1: Um, I think it's when someone's having a bad day. Like giving them a hug I think when it's you think of a friend reaching out and sending a text hey you don't need to respond to this I just want to know like let you know I care for you and I hope you're doing well like I think there's a lot of ways and I'm not always great at this but I think that there's a lot of ways to just affirm that like everyone's just doing their best with what they got at any given time Mm -hmm. and we get a lot in our heads about you know all these other things and we put our own feelings and pretenses on other people but at the end of the day everyone's just doing their best and it's okay you know
0: what would you say Mm -hmm. to eight-year-old Casey Mm. if she came up and she was like
1: help yeah I would tell her that she's awesome facts facts yeah I would tell her that she's awesome and that she just has to believe that even on the days when it's hard and Brad this is so emotional oh my god I'm like gonna cry no I would tell her that she's really great and that she's loved and cared for and beautiful and she doesn't have to do anything else except just keep being herself
0: she hears it Mm -hmm. you just told it to yourself so that's what matters yeah Casey Gardner would you care to share a word before we leave? Yeah. Okay, how does this work? Do I just... You can say anything you want. doesn't a have sentence? to be a word. Okay. <laughs> it can be a sentence, a phrase, mm. a paragraph, a story. Mm-hmm. It's just something you want put on record before y- you die. Mm. You know, keeping the whole, like, our time is limited.
1: Yeah. Um, I think... There's one thing that always sticks with me when I'm feeling low, and I think this can be for anyone at any time, but my mom always tells me, no matter what you believe in, this is for anyone, that you're blessed and highly favored. And I forget that a lot, and <laughs> forgive my British accent. You've I f- gotta think about it. I gotta think about it, yeah, eh. yeah. But yeah, you're blessed and highly favored. There's a reason you're here. There's a reason you want to do what you want to do, there's a place for you. And so, just remembering that, like, everything you do, like, you're blessed. You're truly blessed, like, just to even be alive and to have the opportunities, even when they feel like they're not opportunities, they're setbacks. You're blessed. So, and highly
0: favored. And highly favored. Mm -hmm. Well, everybody, thank you for joining us for season two, episode two of a word before we leave and now for some closing remarks and then that will be the episode
1: this was great
0: yeah I love doing <laughs> it I mean I always just so it's fun a cheap show to talk to people yeah
1: so. that's so cool yeah. I love it
0: so special thanks to our marketer and friend Nick Lombardo to our composer Parker Abrams to Miley Garcia Ishan Parikh Sam Harding Jacob Harding Emily Shikai, Lizzie Bromley, uh, and everyone else that was a part of Season 1. And also to you, the listener. And maybe you too can go on a little hot girl walk today. Yeah! This has been Brett Gaffney and... Casey Gardner. And you have listened to a word before we leave. Oh. Do
1: you need a mic near a door? yeah that one closes loud there's a gate i think it's open yeah (sighs) perfect